What is going on, Four Points? How's everybody doing? That's, half of y'all are really excited. Half of y'all are like, I'm not sure. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to wait and see. Hey, um, I got a lot to say and a short time to say it in, but before we get cranked up, if today's your first time, don't let this freak you out. This is what I need y'all to know, okay? Because we're going to do what we've been doing the last few weeks. We're going to take a minute and a half. I need everybody to get your phones, your tablets, your phablets, because some of y'all have phones that are this big, whatever you've got. I need y'all to get them out now. And when you post these, I need you to post hashtag four points with an S, selfie, four point selfie, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. I don't know if you can hashtag that because I don't do that. But like whatever y'all want to do. But we're going to play some music. I want y'all to get up, take a picture, move around, do it right now. Take a selfie, take with somebody, maybe with somebody you hadn't seen. Move around and do that right now. What's up? Got the light behind us here. Oh, that's it. Talk to somebody you hadn't seen yet. Travis is leading the selfies. Travis is in the lead. Come on. Come on. These are the voices. You like the singing, Brian? These are the flies. Y'all are like, please stop singing. For the very last, one more. Come on. Hello, my name. Child of the one true king. When someone else is singing, and they're good. I can sing with them. Just don't make me sing by myself. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Two of y'all. That's not, that hurts me. Deep. My selfie. Nope. None of y'all. That hurt me. All right. Hey, listen, here's what we're going to talk about today. How many of y'all, um, how many of y'all either were here or, all right. So the ones that didn't, the ones that didn't, I really need you to try if you can to go back and watch last week, because this kind of ties in um, and it'll make more sense. But if you didn't, you, you won't be lost. It'll just kind of all tie together um, if you were here last week. So just I need y'all's interaction today. I'm going to ask y'all to talk. If you're not used to a church that talks back and forth, um, y'all are going to help me preach. So I need y'all to preach with me um, this morning. How many y'all? How many y'all can be honest with me this morning and say there's something in your life that you do that you wish you didn't do and you keep on doing it anyway? Now, now, hey, how old before you raise your hands? I'm going to need y'all to be honest this morning so I don't have to call you out, okay? Right? How many of y'all for real? How many is there? There's something that you do that you wish you didn't do, right? It's almost all of us. And then the other ones I think we're writing, and that's good. Y'all can fill out your cards um, or start taking notes because this is already good, right? Y'all with me? Like all of us have stuff in our lives that we look and go, for real? Like I don't want to do that anymore. Now, y'all just say this with me before we throw it on the screen. What is it called when I do something and I keep doing something and I keep doing something, I keep doing something? What's that called? An addiction, a habit, right? 
It's what I, it's what I do over and over and over, and I'm like, especially when I wish I could stop. Here's what, here's what an addiction is. What we wish we could stop. It's what we do that we wish we could stop doing, but it keeps on showing up. Like, and everybody's got that, right? Like, it, we all recognize, like, these things in my life, man, I wish I could stop. Here's how Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he's writing his letter to the Romans, in Romans chapter 7, here's what he said. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want, that, excuse me, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. <laughs> For real, how many of y'all feel that way sometimes? Like, what's wrong with me? The good thing is that this dude was pretty awesome. And he said this, right? He felt this way. I want to do the right thing, and, and then I do the wrong thing. And in your version, for some of you, it says, what I want to do, I don't do, and what I do, I don't want to do. I love God's law. I love the Bible with all my heart. But there's another power within me that's at war with my, what's it word? What's the word? With, at war with my mind. Can, listen, if you walk away with nothing else, something is at war with your mind. If you were here last week, the world's trying to change your name. This power makes me a, say this out loud, slave. makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. And so the problem is what I do that I wish I could stop doing, I become slave to. Because here's the thing, addictions are devastating because they, are, they become my identity. Now, when, when we're saying this and, and like we're going through it at first, like, and the whole thing about selfies that we were made in God's image. And like, that's the whole big deal. The first thing that you like, pushback starts right here because you're like, hang on a second, this isn't my identity. But it is, and I'm gonna show you why. Here's the deal with addictions. And every one of us, at least, and, and maybe it's not like a drug, right? And so that's where we push back and say, no, that person needs rehab. And maybe it's not like alcohol, and maybe it's not a sex addiction, and maybe it's not things that are big and bad and dark and ugly. But when we say things that we don't want, here's the problem with them. Here's the effects. Is number one, I become increasingly hopeless. I become increasingly hopeless. In a couple minutes, I'm going to share with you how football was an addiction for me. And I got some of my peeps in the room that I tailgated with for a lot of years at the University of South Carolina. And praise the Lord, by the way, they start back football this week. Somebody say amen, right? <laughs> But if you want to be increasingly hopeless, now I need some of y'all that are my people to talk to me right now. Be a Gamecock fan, right? And put all your hope in that. Phew. And then I see some of y'all with orange on. And it's the same thing, right? And we put our hope, listen, this is the funny, we put our hope in 18 to 22 year olds. And I love y'all, 18 to 22 year olds. But if we just like think through this a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, whew. And I'll hit on that a little bit more later. But like we push back right here and we say, now I'm not hopeless. Okay. The second one is threats to my addiction become threats to me. Let's, let's go back to what I was just saying. When people threaten or say something about my team, do I get so mad at those people that I want to fight them? Right? Are y'all with me? Right. Political parties. Let's, let's sit on this one for a minute. Some of y'all... Spend way too much time watching Fox News or whatever the propaganda that y'all are watching is. And like CNN is also that and so is MSNBC and whatever the BCs and all that are. Like, and so we get so caught up in a Democrat or a Republican and whoever it is that we hate the other side. Why? Because we find our identity in this, in whatever I'm clinging to. 
in social media. How do people, what are people saying? What are people saying? It's not even about you, but you don't care because you find your identity in that. So you begin to push back. Number three, I begin to lose my life and become consumed with that thing and ask, how can this be? How, how does the game make me so, so upset? How does, how does Fox News make me so upset at those people? How, how does that thing make me so upset and then I ease the pain? This is the vicious cycle. I ease the pain of what I don't want to do, what I wish I could stop doing by going back straight to it. And for some of y'all, it's much deeper. But for all of us in this room, we've all admitted that there's something that we're doing that we wish we could stop. It's food, right? Can't y'all kind of recognize this? I have struggled my entire life with what I call the Oprah effect. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all don't know what that means. Y'all might be too young for Oprah. Like Oprah can be real skinny. Y'all with me so far? And then Oprah can get swelled up. Are y'all, you know what I'm talking about? Like, and sometimes I go pillow. Sometimes I go mushroom. Sometimes I go misshapen, right? Right now, we're down a little bit, okay? But I've found that when I want to stop this, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it anymore, and I put my mind to it. I said, no more, no more. I get the thing of, of ice cream at the end of the day when I've done well. Are y'all, is anybody in here today? Are y'all with me? And you just want to look and go, is this, is this life? Like, is, why is it this hard? And so how do, what do we do? Like, like, okay, so that's all I can agree with you so far. So what do we do about it? How do we break the cycle? This is how. The way we break the cycle is to understand that it's a heart thing, not 12 steps. It's a heart problem, not 12 steps. So look, here's the deal. When we look at our addictions, we see the problem exterior. Are y'all with me? We see, the, we see what's, what's the surface problem and we can recognize the problem. What we don't recognize is the why. Listen, walk away with this even if you're not a Christian. You can use this at your job. You can use this at home. Ask why. Before you make a decision, say why. Why should I do this? Why should I not do this? What is the deal behind it? Why is this consuming my life? Because football's not bad, is it? Somebody talk to me. Is football bad? No. So why? Here's why. We medicate the symptoms. And I don't literally mean medicate. For some people it is. For some people you really need medication because you have a chemical imbalance and it's not bad to take medication when that's the case. But if you don't and you take a medication, then it can be a pill or it can be alcohol. Alcohol, some of y'all are going to hate this. That's okay. Beer, wine, whatever kind of drink is not bad on its own. It's when I use it to make my symptoms feel better about other things and I begin to mask things and then that becomes the thing that I wish I didn't do. It's a crazy cycle. But I really don't deal with the real issue. Guess what it is? Y'all say it out loud. Idolatry. Now that's a word that's kind of like taboo. Y'all know what I mean? It's like what we don't talk about. Because saying that I have an addiction, saying that I have something that I wish I didn't do, and then to say that I worship idols... It's two totally different things. God just dropped this bomb on me, y'all. So I'm just giving it to y'all. I believe this right here defines the American church. Maybe the whole church, but I don't know them. Are y'all with me? I know us. And let me just go a little deeper. I know me. And I know how easy it is to stand up here and put on my shoes and somebody, y'all enjoy this, and my socks that match my shoes, blah, blah, all right? I'm pulling back down. Some of y'all are... Not comfortable enough in your own skin. I'm talking to you on the back row. Like, but we can make this 
become an idol. We can, put, we can make anything become an idol because it's what, we, it's what we defend above all. And we mask it with saying, I'm, can I just be honest? This is, this is what I didn't give y'all. We mask it with saying, it's just the season I'm going through. Can I just tell y'all right now, I love you. I'm telling you this out of a testimony and not out of hate, I promise you. It's not a season. This is a lifestyle. And that season never ends until you give it to God. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to stop. And you can go through 12 steps. And at the end of those 12 steps, they tell you to say, my name's Mark and I'm an alcoholic. But here's the fact. I'm either that or I'm a child of the Most High. But once I finish 12 steps, if I've given my heart and life to Jesus Christ, I'm a child of God. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not whatever else I used to be. Come on, y'all can praise. But until that's the case... And until just coming in here and thinking that I'm doing God a service, look, God, you're welcome, but I'm still going to go do my thing. I've missed the whole point because here's, here's why it's a problem. Whatever I worship, and by the way, let me just give you the definition of worship. Worship is the thing or the person or whatever that I put at the most important place in my life, first, ahead, the center of my life. That is what worship is. It's the thing that I value the most is the exact definition that I like to give. It's, the, it's what I value most. Whatever I value most is what I serve. And when you start breaking this down, you start looking on, hang on, I, I, how do you know what you value most? Let's stay here for just one second. How do I know what I value most? Look right here. Here's what you value most. What do you think about when you wake up? What do you think about every second of the day? What do you think about when you have any breaks? What is it that is consuming your life? Because this is going to get awkward. That's what you're praying to. And for me, for a while, it was Gamecock Central. You're like, you prayed to that? No, but I, my thoughts were with that all the time. And so, in essence, I was praying to it. Because I dang sure wasn't praying to God. And I'm going to watch at 6 o'clock on Thursday with pom-poms. Actually, I'm going to have my towel because we're going to be playing some sandstorm at the house because it's not bad. What was bad was here, not that. Are y'all with me right now? Because whatever I serve and whatever I love the most, I become a slave to. And there's only one thing on this planet. There's only one thing in all of the universe that is worth being a slave to. And it's the one that died and took the keys of death and hell so that he could give us life. I'm still enslaved to him, but Paul said I'm a bond servant to, for, and in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because he clothed me with his glory and honor, and no longer do I have to be defined by everything else, but I can be defined by me in Jesus' name. And when people see me, they see that. And the dilemma is you can, you can have a great purpose, and you can have a great understanding. You can do anything that you want to do. And if you don't face this head on, you are defined by your idol that you call just a struggle, that you call just a season, and you say it'll pass soon. So today, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 44, and I believe this is the best example I've ever seen. I found this and, and made the, the message around this when I was just studying and reading and praying through a month and a half ago probably, and I've been itching to give this because I feel like it's a burden on me. I get to share the wealth today. Are y'all with me? I get to give it to y'all. And this is, this is crazy because I, I, I've skipped over this passage so many times, maybe reading the one-year Bible or something, and I'm like, man, it's jumping out the pages. 
And you can see it so clearly. Isaiah chapter 44, if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to open them or a phone or a tablet. And I want you to highlight these, underline them, take notes right now because I'm telling you, your life can never be the same if you'll lean in with me right now. All who fashion idols, everyone who puts anything in the place of God at the most important position of their life as the center or nothing. And the things they delight in do not profit. So can I just... Nothing that we put in his place will ever amount to anything. You're like, you don't, you hadn't seen my 401k. I've seen it. I've seen some people's 401k that are real good. Y'all stay with me. And they go be with the Lord because they breathe their last breath and it ain't helping. Are y'all with me right now? They might've got a nicer casket than this dude's going to get, but it ain't helping them. Okay. They're witnesses. Neither see the people around them, the people that hang out with them, neither see nor know what they may be put to shame. Who fashions a God or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? Who, who, who does these things? Actually, at some point in time, maybe not today, by the way, I believe a bunch of you, this isn't you, and I believe a, probably the majority of us, this is us. And maybe not even a bunch of you, this is you. But like it's a rhetorical question because it's like, I'm doing this. Why? Why do I do what I don't want to do? And Paul is saying in Romans, that we read earlier, what's wrong with me? Behold, all companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble. Let them stand forth. Let, excuse me, they shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame together. This is kind of where my struggle was. Is like, what if this place becomes my idol? Because I care about what people think about me or say about me above Jesus. Don't miss this. I'm not asking that y'all have done this. But I can do what on the surface everyone thinks is good. And I can care much more about what people think. Let me just, I just need to throw off the crap and tell you the truth. I have many times cared a whole lot more about what people think and let it consume my life. And, and that's the first thing that I think about growing up. And with a masquerade, I put something on and say, no, this is at the name of Jesus. It was actually at the name of Mark. Maybe for some of y'all, this isn't hitting the nerve, but <laughs> I don't like this. Can I be real with y'all? I wish I could say this has never been a problem. I'm freaking awesome. I can't say that. Nope. Because here's the facts. This place has been an idol in my life before. Recently. <clears throat> Why? Because <clears throat> I let the enemy deceive me into thinking that this was about me or this was about this place and not this was about building the kingdom of God. The only purpose of the church, don't miss this, the only purpose of the church is to glorify God and build his kingdom. <laughs> and if we do anything in a church to glorify us, does that mean that we're not going to work our hineys off to get people to come here? Absolutely not, because people far from God need to receive life in Jesus Christ. We are desperately trying to build God's kingdom. But if someone goes somewhere else, to God be the glory. If that's where they feel pulled to and they love their vision and they can give and serve and love that house of worship, so be it. That's great. As long as they can be faithful there, I'm cool with that. But that's not always the case with me. Why? Because I care more about me. And we sit around and in shame, we're building us a house and not God a house. Whew. You're welcome. All right. Verse 12. The iron, and this is, okay, so let me just give you the rhetoric right here. The, what's going on is he's going to give you three examples. And the third example is the one I'm going to sit on. But he's going to give you an example of an ironsmith. 
and then a carpenter. And then the last one is someone that, that cuts down wood and, and does something with it. And I just want you to see this because I find it fascinating. The ironsmith takes cutting tool, takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails and he drinks no water and is faint. And he tries to do it all on his own because he believes he's strong enough. And then the carpenter sketches a line and he makes it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass and he shapes it into the figure of a man with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. And then this dude, and this is where I need everybody to lock in. If you haven't listened to me yet, don't miss this. He cuts down cedars or chooses a cypress tree. This is the dude that is now cutting down trees. And, and so y'all just talk to me. Are trees good or bad by themselves? Is there anything wrong with a tree? Trees are cool. I mean, they're not like, trees aren't like things that we should protect and help if people can burn it and have resources, but it's also not something we should just destroy for the sake of it, right? They're neutral. They're not, they're not good or bad. But in this case, he cuts down trees or cedars or chooses a cypress tree or an oak and lets it grow strong and big among the trees of the forest. And he plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it and it grows big and it's awesome. And here's what happens. Then it becomes fuel. And, and listen, since we live today, some of y'all still have fireplaces, right? But, but since we live in 2015 and we have central heat and air, hopefully most of us, right? Since we have that at our homes... Most of us don't have to heat our homes and stay warm and cook and get all this stuff with fire. But back in the day, I don't know if y'all know this, 3,000 years ago, they did not have central heating and air. Did y'all know that? Right? Like half of y'all are like, I don't know if he's right. I'm just kidding. Like, <clears throat> it becomes fuel for a man. He takes part of it and warms himself. That's good, right? Y'all stay, is that good? Yes. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Is eating good? I just need, like, if you haven't had anything to eat, is having a piece of bread, is that good? So, so, so far, we're off to a good start. Also, he makes a God. So, so he's cut the street down and he does something good, he does something good, and then he makes a God. That's crazy because that's like me. Football's good, football's good, I make it a God. Facebook's good, Facebook's good, I make it my God. Money's good, possessions are good, I make it a God. I do good things. When my heart is, belongs to Jesus and when I'm under his authority, and as soon as, listen, as soon as it's not, it's not the thing that all of a sudden becomes bad. People miss this all the time. Money's evil. No, sir. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And it's always a me problem. And then I'll add this to the addiction. When I take it personal, I blame everybody else. Are y'all with me? You know what I'm talking about? We start blaming people for what we're struggling with. Look at what they're doing. I'm really good at this. I could get a medal at this game. Also, he makes a God and worships it. And he makes it, and what's this word? Say it out loud. I know y'all are kind of half in and half out, but what's this word? An idol and falls down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over the half he eats meat. He roasts it and is satisfied. Also, he warms himself and says, aha, I am warm, right? I can hear this dude saying that. I'm like picturing this scene in Israel like 3,000 years ago. Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire, right? And the rest of it. So that's all good. Don't make the 
thing in your life the problem. Don't make 12 steps the problem or the fix. And if you, if you go through those, that's fantastic if it helps you. I'm not saying don't do it. I think it's wonderful. But I'm telling you, you can be in the same position at the end of 12 steps if you don't get to the real issue. <clears throat> because the rest of it he makes into a God, his idol, his addiction, what he wants to go to, what he wants to find his hope in, and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, deliver me, for you are my God. Now, I'm not sure that we would say to our whatever, Deli deliver me. I know y'all have heard this before. Like, I'm not original with this thought. How many times have y'all said actions speak louder than words? Y'all with me? Our actions say that we say deliver it. Deliver me. Help me feel better if my... Whatever will just happen, I'll feel better. If I get a promotion, I'll feel better. If I, and it's like a vicious cycle. If I just got this job, if I just got that boyfriend, man, like I've been trying, like does no one recognize me? If I just got him, I'd feel better. They do not know. They know not, nor do they discern, which means have the ability to understand and discernment comes from the Lord. It's understanding through his wisdom. They don't discern for he has shut their eyes. Has God shut their eyes? Y'all tell me, has God, is this God that's shutting their eyes? No. The deceiver is what the Bible calls Satan. The accuser is what the Bible calls Satan. The confuser is what the Bible calls Satan. Those three things are not good. And so he pulls the wool over our eyes and we say this, I'm all right. Y'all with me? I'm all right. I'm good, pastor. No. It's all, like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I don't need help. I don't need, I'm good. For he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see in their hearts, so they cannot discern or understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, can I just read it in my own like version for a second? No one takes time and steps back and says, holy cow, half of it I use for good. Half of it I burn for the fire and bake bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten it. And shall, we don't do this part. Lock in with me. We don't do this part. So with the rest of this, should I make it into my God? And shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Listen, anything that we put in the place of God is an abomination before God. And people pick and choose verses in the Old Testament at the beginning, and they say, that's an abomination, that's an abomination. Look, Pastor, I don't struggle with it. Guess what? This one says anything, anything that is above God is an abomination. And let me just tell you what God can't do with an abomination. He can't look at it. And he can't bless you. And God is rich in his mercy. And God is rich in his blessing. But, but when something else is in the place and I'm praying, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Here's what I'm doing. Don't miss this. I'm praying to the blessing and skipping over the blessor. I'm skipping over the one who is worthy of all praise, who I should be enslaved to, and I'm praying to the God of the universe that he will bless the God of my life. The greatest thing that God can do for some of you in this room that will push back and say, this is not for me, is not to bless your life because you will be worshiping even deeper that which you're currently serving. 
And it's because we can't look at this with discernment because we've been deceived. Shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before it a block of wood? And this is the outcome of us who falls into this trap. We fall, we feed on ashes and a deluded heart. Or for some of us, like we like to point fingers at the drunks, right? So we're drunk and, and we can't look clearly. And some of you have never touched alcohol, but you're drunk on something else. And as a result, you're clothed in something that you don't even recognize and you're your language is something that you don't recognize and it's a vicious cycle and you're like, how did I end up here? Deluded heart has led him astray and he cannot deliver himself or say, is there not a lie for that 50%? Is there not a lie in this hand? Like this hand is doing the work that is good. And some of y'all would say, well, you started with football. Football's not good. I think it is when you do it to the glory of God. And I think going to the ball games and spending all day is awesome. If at the end of the day it was to enjoy life, as Ecclesiastes says, and not to make that life. And guys, I'm just telling you, man, there's been many days in my life where this church has been my life and not Jesus above and behind and in between everything. And I can mask it to y'all and say, I'm not. And it's just a mask because I've been deceived. And the wool's over my eyes. Because here's what y'all need to know. Things on their own, things are good until they replace God on the throne of your lives. I've hit on some of these. I'll leave football alone because y'all have seen that. Except that I'll say this. Carolina's going to lose on Thursday, right? Some of y'all don't get it yet because North Carolina's playing South Carolina. Yeah. Y'all will be there in a minute. Tell your neighbor if they don't understand, right? One of them is going to lose, and somebody is going to go home upset. And I'm not, listen, I'm going to be fair with y'all. I'm not going to be giddy if the Gamecocks lose, okay? I'm going to be upset. But if it consumes my next day, if it consumes how I work, if it consumes how I play, if I can't put my kids to bed because I need my time, for real? You're a grown man, son. Like, let's grow up a little bit. Are y'all with me? I'm talking to me. Y'all might not need this. I'm not kidding. I'm for real talking to me. Like, and then Saturday, I'm pretty sure the Walford fans are going to have a bad day. Okay, let's just call it what it is. But but down the road, I don't think either team's going to go 12-0. And your high school's probably going to lose. And your NFL team is going to lose. And in life, that happens. And it is so much fun. God made football. I don't know if he made the other sports, but he made football. Are y'all with me right now? But he didn't allow that to become a sport so that we would replace him. He would. All these things that we entertain ourselves with and doesn't become the center of our life are good. Food, when it's not what I find my comfort in, what I find my hope in, what I come back to, what I'm addicted to. Past good, you need food. I, I know this is breaking news. You need some food in your life or you're going to die, right? But what keeps you alive can cause you to die. 
Did you know that? What keeps you alive can cause you to die. If you're supposed to take a baby aspirin in the morning because you've had a heart attack and you take 200 baby aspirin, hey, as soon as you abuse something, y'all with me? It's at least going to put you in a really bad way. Money and possessions, I think people miss this point, man. They see people that God has blessed richly and they say, I bet that person's far from God. If that's my attitude toward a person that God's blessed, God help me, right? Praise God that you've been blessed. I pray that all of you, let me just be real with y'all. I'm going to put all my cards on the table. I pray that every one of y'all are blessed and give your fruit, first fruits to God because then we will change this whole community and we'll build a dream center and, and we'll give food to the homeless and we'll build shelters and, and we'll help homeless or widow, widows and orphans and because that's the church, building the kingdom. Not, not who cares if they come to church. We're going to build this kingdom and change this community and flip it upside down. So I, I want you to have possessions and stuff. But I hope, listen to me and don't hate me because I love you. I hope none of you are blessed if that's what consumes you. In a, in a few weeks, I'm going to teach a message that God dropped on me this week and it was like, it messed me up so bad. I shared it with a couple people this week. There's a principle of the first throughout the Bible and if we don't give God first fruits, first of time and first of everything, and that doesn't mean like he's taking a clock and taking, he knows your heart and so that means when you get your check, if you don't pull your money out first and give it to God, he's not like mad at you. But I promise you this, if you withhold and this is your house of worship and you don't give it first to God, the other 90% will not be blessed and you're doing exactly what we described a minute ago. And it's not that we want your money, it's that we want you to be blessed, to bless others and that grace upon grace can be given from you and that your life can change. And if you have marriage problems or any of these other problems, that may be the outside of an internal problem because that is your God. And can I just tell you, I love living in America. I told the first service this, I love the fact that we have democracy a democratic republic. I love free elections. I love everything that we are. And I love the American dream when the American dream is not all that I am seeking. And as soon as that defines me, my next raise, my next, should you try for it? Absolutely. But when that is what defines you, you're praying to God to bless your God. And it will never happen. And I want you to find freedom. More than anything else, I want you to find freedom and to break these chains in your life. And then possession, or excuse me, popularity, guys, straight up. This is what God has put, my, put on my heart. I'm going fast for the next two weeks, Facebook, and I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. But I look at it way too much. It's ridiculous because I care way too much. And I'm not going to get on it. You'll still see me Facebook because my tweets will go to that. But I don't get on Twitter and I don't get on Instagram like I do that one. I'm fasting it because I realize that this is a problem. And the last one is sex. Can I just tell y'all sex is good? Sex is fantastic. Sex is a blessing from God intended for pleasure and procreation in marriage between a man and a woman. It is wonderful. The marriage bed is a great, wonderful place that I can be intimate with my spouse. And as soon as you defile that, your intimacy with God is cut off. Why? Because it's an abomination. Any of these become, what is good becomes an abomination when it's my God. And have y'all ever noticed this? 
the couples that you've seen that are not married, that are having sex, it becomes their idol. It becomes their identity. It becomes how they are defined. And then they're so defensive and then they look and check over their shoulders and believe things that are not true about the other person and it ends up in a really bad way because that was not God's design. So how, what do we do to break this? A couple weeks ago, Pastor Dean came in and preached an awesome message in Matthew 17. And this is one verse that I think is a game changer because this is Jesus addressing the disciples in Matthew 17 saying, here's why you're not performing miracles. You know what? This is free. Here's why we're not seeing healings. Here's why we're not seeing breakthroughs. Here's why we're not seeing God's blessings pour out. And that doesn't mean money. It might mean money. But there's a whole lot of you that need a blessing that's not about your finances. Are y'all with me today? And this is why we don't see it. This is what Jesus said. We have to dethrone our idols. Right now, we have to dethrone our idols. Look, this is what it says. Matthew chapter 17 says, Jesus answered them. Jesus, why can't we do these miracles? You said we could. He said, faithless and twisted or corrupt generation. How long am I going to have to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? And he says, bring the boy to me and Jesus heals him. And then he said, if you had faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Well, how can I get that faith, Pastor Mark? Here's how. Here's how. The problem that I have is perversion and corruption is an attachment to the world. Or let me word it differently. An attachment, an addiction to whatever it is that I am defined by and that I think about the most and that I worship and that it's all consuming in my life. And faithless is a detachment from God. And listen, as soon as that is what I'm thinking about doing and, and clinging to the most because of what's in here, listen, not what you're doing, but what's in here, it is all consuming in my life. But here's how we break the idols. And I need you to hear this before I say the next thing. It is not about how hard you try doing this. It is about what's in here that makes this change. Fasting and prayer are how we break the change because fasting detaches me from that which I'm addicted and becomes an idol in my life. I detach from the world. I detach from whatever the blinders are in my life. And prayer attaches me to God. And I don't know what it is in your life that you need to fast. And I'm fasting three things right now and probably about to do four. But listen, it's not about the work. The work is the last of the things, but it starts here and then goes here and then goes here with all my heart and soul and mind and then strength. But you will leave here. And you will say, why am I doing these things over and over if you don't detach and attach? And every single day say, Jesus, you're at the center of it all. And I'm tired of being defined. I'm tired of my identity being on all these things. Can some of them still happen? Absolutely, they're good. But it has overwhelmed me. And I'm so tired. And God, I'm just, I feel so far from you. And I need help. Your identity is tied to what's most important to you. And can I be honest with you? Everybody knows it. Don't deceive yourself, Mark, and whoever you are when you leave here and say that people don't know the most important thing to you because they do. Because it's what sits on the throne of your life and it's what you spend your time and money and you defend, right? People know. And so, guys, I'm just calling you right now as an entire people to say no more. No more. I'm tired, man. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of faking. I'm tired of living halfway. 
And guys, before God, I'm telling you, I would be the first one to stand up and say, that's me. And here's the deal. This is what I need you to do. This is a little bit different. Some of you guys, for the very first time, need to say yes to Jesus. And here's what that means. Your entire life has been my message. And you've worshipped something else because it is impossible. Listen to me. I don't care how smart you are. This is one thing that you can't outsmart. Everyone worships something, even an agnostic or an atheist has something on the throne of their life because that is how you were created and made. And today, for the very first time, you can say, Jesus, I want you at the center. I want to trust you as Savior. I'm saying yes to you. I believe that you died on the cross and took all my sin and death and rose again so that I could have life in the name of Jesus. And today, I choose you over all this other crud. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to live with you at the center. Will y'all bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Listen, if the first one is you, if the first one is you, here's what I want you to do. If the first one is you, what I want you to do is just say, Pastor Mark, that is me. I need Jesus so bad, man. I believe there's people in this room right now that this is your moment and salvation is coming to your house. If that's you, right now, I just want you to throw your hand up wherever you are and say, that's me. Man, I need Jesus to save me and to rescue me. Right now, I need Jesus. Right now. Right now. Hey, look, I want everybody to look this way. This is awesome. That means every single person in this room is a Christian. So here's the deal. In front of all kinds of Christians, in front of all kinds of Christians, here's what I want to know. How many of y'all will stand to your feet with me and say, bro, straight up, I felt like you were telling my story today. And I need this to be what I'm defined by right now. If that's not you, if, if, if you don't need this, then stay in your seat. But I'm telling if, if you know, if you know that there are idols that need to be broken in your life, I'm just asking you right now to stand to your feet. And people know it if you don't, but I'm just asking you, God, you see every single one of us. And God, thank you for the ones that don't need to, that you are at the center. That is so awesome. God, I know that you've revealed to me at least four things that I have played musical chairs with and placed at the center above you. And today, God, we just lay them down and we, and we burn them. And we say no more. And God, we cling to you and say, today, they're yours. And we offer them. But more importantly, we offer our hearts and our souls to you in Jesus' name. This isn't salvation, God. This is a turning back to you. Lord Jesus, we love you and we're going to lift our hands like we're not ashamed and because you're most high and lifted up. And so now, Lord Jesus, receive this glory and honor because you're worthy of all praise. In Jesus' name, sing with us.